here in you know 18 years, 15 years, they decided to go to Texas Tech there. That same unit that we bought today for $750,000 probably should be worth about two or $3 million. Thank you for tuning in to the Go Money Grow podcast, where together we find the best ways to grow your money, your mind, and your body. Uh, we have a really good and special guest here with us today, Mr. Denton Bannister. I appreciate you agreeing to do this podcast with us. Real quick, before uh, we get started, do you want to do just a quick introduction, kind of what industry are you in, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. So, hey, thanks all for uh, having me. I love listening to you guys and watching, the, watching all those videos and all the other cool stuff you all do. So, thanks for having me. You know, so once again, Denton Bannister, that's a kind of a question I get asked a lot. What do you do? I kind of do a little bit of everything, but uh, my main focus is real estate. So anything to do with real estate as far as buying and flipping houses, long-term holds. We do some, uh, we have some office complexes. We build barn dominiums. So just really anything to do with real estate. We own a couple anytime fitness gyms. Really just anything that uh, might make money we're interested in looking at, honestly. Full-time gig, I guess I'm in real estate, though. Cade's more of the real estate guru, so I see this being more where y'all's conversation, I just kind of kick I in see, wherever I honestly, go. Honestly, <laughs> I see this be more of like a... We're, me and Corbin are just sitting back and listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, only, I really only have one big thing that I want to ask. Okay. And that for me is why did you really settle on real estate rather than stock trading or sales or any other industry that can make money right well the short answer on why i don't trade stocks is i'm not as smart as you <laughs> so there's that one i'm just not smart enough to trade stocks you know i i trade this uh, traded stocks a little bit and you know got into all the crazes a few years ago and made some good money and then i realized that that was a fad and then i started losing all my money so that's why i decided to uh keep doing real estate but no, I've always, um, ever since I was little, I've always enjoyed real estate. I've always just enjoyed looking at a new building and seeing what was going there and why it was going there and just always fascinated me as far as development. And as a young kid growing up, I just always realized that anybody I ever looked up to in one way, shape or form was in real estate. So to me, it was just the fact that kind of everybody else was doing it. I, I felt like maybe that's something I should look at doing. You know, as far as long-term hold, to me, it was kind of a no-brainer, the fact that somebody can potentially pay off a house for you and then you reap all the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as the long-term holds, I think that's just something that creates, gener you know, generational wealth. It's just, I mean, I mean, to me, there's just so many, we go on forever about that, but, you know, as far as the tax benefits and all those different things, I just, I, I just love real estate for that. When I first got into the industry and was really started this heavy about seven years ago, I was a quick cash guy. I loved doing the flips. I loved buying a house and seeing you know what my team could turn it into and that really fascinated me and then i started realizing all the taxes you had to pay on that and all the benefits were really for people that held real estate long term but i've just always been interested in driving past an empty field and going why isn't there a taco bell there why isn't there a chick-fil-a there why isn't there a strip mall there man i'd like to see a bank go there and that's just something still today like that's what gets me excited is is, is that kind of stuff just kind of kind of seeing the future and where's where's traffic patterns growing and where's where's the city expanding and just just things like that i just i love anything real estate business yeah. period so so do you do a lot of commercial stuff now i know whenever we first met you were primarily long-term holds i mean you right. helped both of us get our uh first properties and sure. get in get into real estate so sure. are you moving more into like the commercial side of things now you know but before i had a bunch of long-term holds you know we started a anytime fitness in the area about eight years ago 
And so I actually had some partners and I would go and find a great piece of land, Jim Lake, Tascosa Road, Dumas, Hillside in Georgia. We would find these growing and developing areas and which that was kind of my specialty of that, that. That's what I like to do. And so we got into the Anytime Fitness franchise and we built these these gyms out and then we would actually sell them and then rent them, rent them back. So actually I really got started more in commercial real estate. You know, now we're into apartment complexes, office complexes, long-term holds, you know, building the barn dominiums, you know, so yeah, we, we kind of have a mixture of everything, but yeah, exactly. You know, probably five years ago when we started talking, I mainly had more buy and hold, you know, real estate. Cause about that time, that's when I got those large tax bills from the CPAs and I was like, <laughs> Oh, so I really need to be keeping this stuff long term rather than selling it off, trying to make a, a quick buck. Mm-hmm. So, so when you got into it seven years ago, was the very first thing you did a flip? You know, all, all the all the HGTV shows were going on, and Chip and you know Joanna were taking over the world. You know, so it looked like that was the thing you were you were supposed to do. And if you bought real estate right, you buy a house for a hundred grand, you put fifty thousand into it, and you know I was kind of looking at the numbers, thinking. Well, I can make $300 per month on a long-term hold, or I can make $50,000 in 90 days. I wanted that quick, fast money, and you know, that's also what helped fuel, you know, the all the flips we did also helped me get into the long-term holds. And, and we still flip one. We, we finished one a couple days ago. We put it on the market, and in 48 hours, we got a full price offer, and we sold it. And yeah. so, you know, we, we're, we're gonna make some good money. But then, you know, a lot of times I look back on all the ones that I sold, and I wish I would've kept them right because you know that that short-term money that i made then uh, you know now i would already be making more money with the appreciation of real estate that's just something you have to take into effect that that little short-term quick gain really is short-lived and it happens one time right you know where real estate appreciates i know a lot of people think about starting flipping in order to get that quick cash to build the capital to go and get their long terms so have you ever done like where you flip a property with the intention of selling and then decide, okay, I don't want to sell. I'm just going to refinance it and rent it out. Every day. I always try to look at the house and know my game plan going in at day one. That That's that's always the best. My accountant and my CPA would like for me to stick to that rule, but I really don't do that. You know, we <laughs> we buy them based on, it, on, on if it's a good deal, but I never buy it if I don't have two exit strategies. Can I get this house, fix it up and flip it and make a quick buck? Or can I buy this house, fix it up and rent it and make a couple hundred dollars a month long term? We always have those two things. And, and a lot of times I'll finish a house. I'll put it up for sale or for rent. If it rents, we take it off the market. If it sells, it, it now becomes a flip. You know, where we used to do five to seven flips a month, we're probably only doing a couple of quarter now. So we're keeping everything you know, okay. in, in-house now versus making that quick dollar. How, how many doors are you up to now? You know, so sometimes I got to add them up in my, in, in my head because sometimes <laughs> we, we, we buy a lot and get, uh, get kind of overwhelmed ourselves. But we're roughly about 285 doors. Last year, we acquired four apartment complexes. Okay. So a couple in Amarillo and a couple in Lubbock, you know, with the help of some great partners. You know, we have the single family homes. You know, we probably have close to 100. And then with the apartments, you know, we have another group there. But yeah, I think we're, we, uh, we crept over 325 just before the end of the year and actually sold, sold some off. And so now I'm chasing that 300 number again because I, oh, yeah. I, I, I hate seeing that two on the board instead of a, yeah. a three. So, but, you know, so, sometimes you got to sell some. Not, not everything can be a long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to hold. get to the double digits. <laughs> hey, I, you know, it, it, it's like I tell everybody, it's like, you know, you know, the, the first thing you got to do is buy one. That, that's right. the hardest thing is to buy one. 
that the formula is not always perfect. There's not always the perfect house. There's never the perfect buying opportunity. Mm-hmm. Buy it because you know why? As long as you don't overpay, or even if you do sometime, in five to seven years, that, that asset's probably going to be worth 30 to 40% right. more all the time. Mm-hmm. Always got to be looking to buy, and it, it gets easier and easier. You know, I, I remember when I first started, I was like, man, if I could just have 10 doors. You know, once we hit about 25 doors, it kind of got to where it was, we, we, we kind of needed some help on the team with all the flips we were doing. Then from 25 to 50, 50 to 100, 100 to 300, it, it honestly does get easier. Economy of scale, it, it really is a true thing in, in real estate. Once you start building out your team, right, then, right. I mean, it, once you have your team, you could be doing 10 flips a year or you could be doing 100 flips a year. It, it, it doesn't really matter, you know I mean? And that, that's, a, that's a big thing is getting the right people in there and you know, I mean, it just all depends on how, how you want to do it. If you want to start off with one and, you know, people like to get that paid off and roll to the next one. And I've just never been a guy that does anything slow. So when we get into something, we, we go. <laughs> I know uh, most people's biggest obstacle in getting into real estate investing is financing. Right. So I, I, I've got a lot of people that always ask me, well, how do you, how do you get into real estate when, you're, when you can't even buy a house for yourself? So do you have any pointers to people that are trying to get into real estate that don't have a lot of cash to invest? Uh, that'd be a great reason to come to the, the, the new class that we're just starting. Me and one of my good buddies, uh, Tyler Bell, are actually starting a class. I get a lot of people asking me you know, a, lot, a lot of the same questions. How do I get into real estate? What do I do? You know, why am I getting into it? How, how do I even set up an LLC? I, I don't even own my own house. Like All this scares me. So we're actually putting together this course right now. Our first class is actually uh, March 18th and so we're getting a lot of people excited about it and a lot of people asking questions about you know how we do all these relationships or everything I guess I'll kind of start with that you know so you know we've we've done a lot of things the hard way and now we have good systems and processes and you know I I tell a lot of people like don't ever you know undervaluate a good banker and a good business partner those things right there can make you make you or break you you know I've had some great partnerships and I've had some terrible ones find a banker that truly does believe in you that goes a long ways. I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't have great bankers that truly believed that Denton Bannister as an individual was going to make stuff make stuff happen. Right. It's like you, Corbin. I mean, sometimes you can buy a duplex and, you know, yeah. live in one side and rent the other side out. You know, there, there, there's ways to do that stuff. You know, there's there's also hard money lenders, you know. Sometimes that's not always the, the best or the cheapest route. But, I mean, right now with interest rates at 8 to 10%, I don't guess it really matters whether you're paying 8% or 10% yeah. anyway because you're – if you can buy a property, no matter what the price is and no matter what the interest rate is, and if you can make two to $300 per month over, your, over what your um, payment, your interest, your taxes, everything all in, I mean, it's a win. Yeah. You know? and it's, it's, it's like, you know, I've joked around before. It's like, you know, it's not real exciting making $200 a uh, month off of one rent house, mm-hmm. but then you stack another one, now you're at 400 And then you, maybe you get that six plus, and maybe now you're at 1000 You know, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of tax benefits, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, not like you can't, you know, trade some AMC stock one day and make $10,000. That's, that, that's pretty cool. Like, I, I, I miss doing that sometimes. I just get too damn busy. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, you know, just stacking that, that, that compound, another unit, another unit, economy of scale, I just think that's really important. And, you know, and once you get to a certain, certain amount, it becomes easier and easier. The 10000 in profit that you pay on, you know, your AMC stock has no, 
no depreciation. It has no write-offs. It's straight. That's all profit. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's just a great thing about real estate is all the tax benefits for the person that keeps it one, you know, once again. So I just think, you know, you got to get creative. You got to get with that, the, the right bankers. Keep going to every banker. Let them tell you no. Let them tell you no. Ask them why though. What, why are you telling me no? What can I work on? You know I mean? Do you, do you have any suggestions for me? I mean, what can I do? Like they're not just telling you no to tell you no. Right. You know, and maybe that guy tells you no because he doesn't care about you. But maybe that next door you knock on, they say, yeah, everything looks great. Let's let's get you one. Let's get you two. Get you one, no matter how you got to do it, whether it's a hard money lender, whether it's saving up a little bit of cash to where you got to put 50% down instead of... There, there, there's no reason why anybody can't come into to real estate. So some people can get into it easier than others with money. But I mean, there's always creative ways. You know, maybe you right. look at assuming somebody's note, do some sub, you know, sub two stuff. Maybe it's, you know, finding a hard money lender. Maybe it's working overtime, saving up money, stock trading. I mean, get with Corbin. I mean, that guy can teach you how to make quick money. I can't. But I mean, there's just all kinds of different ways that, you know, you just got to crawl and scratch and just keep beating on doors until somebody tells you yes. How many units did you have, like single family, before? you felt comfortable enough to like quit your day job? You know, um, I'd probably still be working my eight to five, you know, sales job now, you know, if my wife Shanna wouldn't have kicked, you know, kicked me out and said, hey, you know, get to work. It got to a point finally where we were doing all these flips and we, we, were, we were just doing so many and making such great money. She looked at me and just said, hey, like this eight to five sales job is actually costing you money, you know? And I never looked at it like that. She was the one that helped me open my eyes. I, I was in the day-to-day grind, you know, doing a, commercial sales job for a petroleum company and making fantastic money and life was great and I still miss some of those bonuses now and again but <laughs> so here we are you know going on five years when, when I quit that job and it was the best decision ever and would have never happened without my my wife and her support you know but we were uh making fantastic money doing the flips and you know I think as you know as soon as we turned that page of we were making more on the flips and I was you know making in that year I mean well over six figures i mean so yeah. i would say probably five years ago i made more money than i ever ever had and then every year since that year i quit my job i've made more money every single year after that than i did did that year so i mean i mean it's just been a blessing that you know we're, we're able to do this and mm-hmm. absolutely love it and you know i couldn't do it without the you know support of my wife and you know sometimes we got to work crazy hours and do stuff we don't want to do but that's another thing find you know find a spouse or somebody that supports you because if they don't you know believe in you at home it's not going to get much further than yeah, because then when you're doubting yourself, you've oh, got that person yeah, yeah. that's there to yep. encourage you. Yeah, no, I still do it. I still have a couple of mental breakdowns a year, and <laughs> Shannon's got to you know pat me on the back and tell me it's going to be all right, and then I wake up the next day and ready to rise and grind and get back at it. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it's what it's all about. So that that support system is a is a huge deal. Out of all of the deals that you've done, is there a specific deal that you consider like your best deal or one that you consider your worst deal? I don't want to talk about the worst deals. That's no fun. You know, I'd, I'd say my worst deals when I thought I should get into the uh, food industry, and uh, we brought a franchise here, and I thought that you could just throw a little bit of money at it and you could make a lot of money. And now I realize why uh, a, uh, the food industry is a full time job. So oh, yeah. let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> we, we've had a lot of great deals. I've actually, since I've started, we have never lost money on a deal that we've ever done. Period. But that's also because I have multiple exit strategies. Right. You know, have I ever done a flip that went way over budget and we saw some unforeseen things? 100% we have. But were we able to still be in it cheap enough to where we could turn it into a rental and still make a couple hundred dollars a month? Yeah. 
I mean, when, when you have multiple exit strategies like that, you, you can't lose in real estate. Right. If you only go into it, you know, going, hey, I'm going to flip this house. I'm going to make $50,000 and you have a $50,000 mistake. That's what I said when I first evaluated a property. I always make sure I can either flip it, I can keep it, or I can do something with it. As far as the uh, best deal we ever did, you know, that kind of, I feel like that kind of was a springboard that got us um, onto the next um, phase. We bought, I believe it was about 14 duplexes two years ago and they were really probably just me and a little bit mismanaged um rents were low it, it was a great opportunity i actually had to bring in a, in a partner on it one of my good buddies austin sharp went in with oh, it yeah. actually right over there by the the i was um, gonna say is yeah, that yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, ones yeah, that west, you sold yeah, me yeah, yeah west haven duncan you know Dunham, <laughs> and i still you know look go by there and look and see if everything's standing but you know we bought those and did a major major rehab on almost all those units and as other units kept coming up in that area, we would buy them and acquire them. And uh, one of my buddies called me one day and asked if we were interested in selling. And you know, the answer is we're always interested in selling. Kind of chuckled, gave him a price. And then about a week later, he called and said, hey, we wanna, wanna buy those. And I actually said, buy what? <laughs> and he goes, well, those units you told me for sale. And I said, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're actually gonna sell those. And he goes, well, I'm gonna give you the amount you want. So that, that helped me, you know, kind of get a large amount of amount of cash. And then after that, that's when we started really looking at the, the, the apartment game. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's just two different, you know, just two different animals, single family, you know, duplexes. And then when you start talking about large, you know, 60, 80, 100 unit apartment complexes, that's what really helped me get into that. You just got to have one, one big win to help you get to that right. next, next stage. But, you know, sometimes it takes a hundred of the little hundred dollar a month, or sometimes it's a $10,000 flipper. It's whatever it is, you know, I mean, it's a numbers game. Keep buying them, keep adding to it. There's only one way that real estate goes over time. It only goes up. Right. Ask your grandma and your grandpa how much they bought their house for <laughs> and what it's worth right now. Go to check for $5,000. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, fucking four raspberries for it. And now it's worth 1.2 yeah, million. I mean, you, know, I, I, you know, gave it, you know, some Snapple tea and a horse for it, you know, and now it's like, you know, here, here we are, that same house is worth $500,000. Yeah, so, yeah. It's one of those things, you know, to me, real estate's kind of buy it and forget about it. And then, you know, your, your kids, kids are going to be real happy you did it. And, right. you know, we have a kind of a joke. We have a complex in Lubbock that's literally right across the street from Texas Tech by a bookstore. Is that the one you call the DAX? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the DAX named after my little boy and one of my partners over there, we got another unit called the Baron after her son. And we kind of joke around. It's like here in, you know, 18 years, 15 years, they decided to go to Texas Tech there. That same unit that we bought today for $750,000 probably should be worth about two or three million dollars so it's just and it pays for their college <laughs> i mean i mean once again you know i mean it's you don't always have to be the smartest guy you know just you know buy something and and let it appreciate just kind of let it do it you know let it do right. its thing whenever you're walking a property do you ever do like just quick analysis and come up with an offer on the spot or do you like look at the property and then go back look at the comps really analyze it or how do you come up with an offer price for a property when you're walking it? <laughs> I, I think it changes daily for me i'm kind of a wild card you know i mean if i'm <laughs> sometime i'll already have a price in mind what i'm going to buy a house for before before i've ever seen it i always consider the worst every house needs paint flooring kitchen and bathroom you know so i kind of have the figure in my mind that's going to cost us 25 you know twenty five thousand bucks to fix up i have a lot of houses in a lot of different areas and so, you know, when it's in the Gables, when it's in South Lawn, when it's off 10th and Plains, I have a pretty good idea what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna pay for it. A rule of thumb with, with me anyway, I always like to try to make $200 a door. You know, I've got buddies that try to make 300 a door, 400 a door. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So if I can make 
175 on one and 300 on the other, if that average is 200, you know, 200 times 300. What are you accounting for whenever you're going for that 200? Do you, you, you have the rent, then you have your property taxes, insurance. Do you account for vacancies, repairs, future costs? You know, I, I, I was a little bit more careful when I first got into the, you know, to the game as far as running those spreadsheets and making sure everything covered. And, you know, I, I will say right now, you know, really make sure you're running the numbers with these higher interest rates, you know, because, I mean, a lot of times you plug those in and a deal can go from, you know, 7% interest and 8.5% interest. That makes that makes a pretty big difference yeah. on a hundred thousand dollar hundred thousand dollar house, insurance and taxes and the payment. I mean that's a true cost. Like I mean plug you know plug that in. I use a quick land analyzer, a little mortgage calculator, plugging everything in there. You know five percent vacancy is pretty pretty common. Some do more. You know some do ten percent. Um, you know as far as maintenance, I would just say I always at least account for a hundred dollars a month. I mean that's literally. Uh, uh, nowadays one hot water heater that's a plumber going out twice you know so it, it doesn't take long to get that that chewed up if somebody was going to you know just getting into it and they wanted to be a little more conservative i'd say do 10 percent vacancy and probably closer to 200 dollars a month and and if it still makes you that 200 dollars a month return great but you know i mean like i said i'm, I'm a little less conservative because we can have more empty units and still be fine with a hundred units. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our, our game now is just growth and building because once you get to that certain level, if you, if you have five units and four of them are empty, you're probably in deep shit. If you have 300 units and 5% of them are empty, it's not as big of a deal. Right. Right. So that's just kind of how we always look at it. But I think a couple hundred dollars a door is, you know, is, is good. If you can get more than that, if you can make three and four and 500, which I have friends that, 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 that make that, <laughs> but I mean, a couple hundred dollars a door, I'm, I'm personally happy with. When, when you've, first started your long-term holds did you manage all of your properties yourself yeah you know so i had about 30 30 single family doors before me in austin bought those basically 30 doors over there on um, duncan and donovan once we get to about that point you know i brought on a property manager which has been you know a, a lifesaver you know and then that's also about the point where we decided hey we need some software to help us with this like i you know i love going and collecting you know cash here and there from tenants and stuff but once you get to a certain size you really need to streamline that everything needs to be put into you know a certain type of software and things like that so once we hit about that 30 doors that's when property management that's when software that's when a lot of those things kind of kind of came into play because if you have five empty units and you're running to check on jobs and people, you know, Facebook, is this still available? You know, more pics, bullshit. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you got to have somebody handling that kind of stuff while you're out there making more money. Cause that, that, that's where I got to the point where once again, my wife probably told me this, but I'm over there running across town to pick up $800 to go show a house. And it's like, shit, yeah. why aren't you over in sleepy hollow trying to find a house to flip? Or why aren't you looking for an apartment complex? So sometimes putting people that are, you know, putting people in that position, Never know that that could be a fifty thousand dollar showing, you know, or that right. could be a hundred thousand dollar showing, or maybe it's a, a missed call that you know leads you into you know not getting into an apartment complex deal. So you know, once you get to a certain point, you know, for, which for me it was around thirty doors of when we needed that extra help. Whenever you had that property manager, was it someone that you went out and they did property management and you hired them on, or you just brought someone into your in on your team? And it's like, hey, this is your job. You're going to go, you're going to check on all the properties. So I guess is, is your property management at, from the beginning, was it in-house or did you outsource it? Whenever we got those uh, extra 30 doors, we immediately brought somebody in and all she did is work for us. Okay. So, you know, with, with, with 60 doors, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty much a full-time job. You know, whether it's showing people empty units, whether it's, you know, taking all the work orders and getting subcontractors out there, 
whether it's, you know, taking pictures and listening to them and, you know, answering all the questions, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a full-time job. So, you know, we personally brought somebody in, in-house, I'd say probably the average property management company in Amarillo charges seven to 10%. So, so just kind of run the math, you know, it's yeah. like if you're, you know, if you're bringing in 30,000 a month, that's, you know, anywhere between 25 and $3,000 a month. Me personally, I don't feel like a property management company is going to take care of something like you would yourself. Right. And we, we've experienced that with some stuff in Lubbock. And so we've just recently brought everything in house. We don't out, outsource anything, no matter, no, no matter where it's located. Mm-hmm. So if we can't handle it ourselves, we're not going to buy it. What have you noticed to be your biggest challenge? As I get a little bit older, I'm really uh, understanding the fact that there's, you know, one thing that you can, you can't get any more of and that's time, you know, so my time's really became really valuable to me. And that's, you know, whenever I first started, you know, outsourcing some of the property management and, you know, bringing that in house and doing things like that. That's when I realized that however many businesses you have, it doesn't matter, you know, your home life, your hobbies, your whatever, there's only 24 hours in a day, you know? So to me, that was just one thing is, you know, managing that, you know, wanting to grow your company, then, you know, also taking care of what you have, you know, you know, providing to get, you know, providing a good home life for your, you know, wife and son and, you know, making sure that one day you don't wake up and you've missed everything that your kids did and, it's just, you know, like my, my time has became so, felt so valuable to me, you know, and I just realized that I want to, as I get older, I want to spend more of that with my family and, and, and friends and, but I, you know, it's a struggle because I also love business, you right. know? And so it's not, I can work 20 hours a day and I don't feel like it, but you know, whenever your son comes and grabs your hand and says, Hey, I'm tired of you working dad, you throw your phone down <laughs> and you become dad again, Yeah. you know? So it's just a, it, it, it's a tough deal for me as far as just managing everything that we have going on. And then I always want to take on more. Right. So I, th- I think that's my hardest thing right now that I'm really trying to juggle is what's the best use of those 24 hours in a day? Yeah, that, that's something that I've been struggling with lately mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm building out the real estate team. And then Cor- so Corbin's doing his day trading. And then I look at that and it's like, well, I can make some quick money in the stocks. Do I want yeah. to learn yeah. how to do some day trading or do I want yeah. to focus on my team or do I want to focus on building up the community? Sure. sure. So it's really hard to, to know how to spend your time and see it's really hard for me because like you said relationships are everything whenever i'm stock trading it's me myself and i i don't like i don't need relationships in my stock trading like i have uh, my two units that i got ever since i bought the duplex i bought a house every single year given it's only been one more after that (laughs) that's all right keep adding them um so i i want to keep adding them and so it's hard for me to go from like okay i don't need to talk to anybody i just need to sit at my desk and do my trading to okay well if I want to start building my real estate portfolio, then I got to start talking to more people, going sure. to more meetups and stuff. And so for yeah. me as well, it's hard to juggle the time. It's like, okay, well, when do I want to do this? When do I want to do yeah. that? Yeah. Well, with me, I have, you know, when I'm at home or I'm office, I have about 300 screens up and I'm ADD and, and, I, <laughs> and I look at everything and I'll get done with the day and I don't know what the hell I did. So <laughs> no, I, I understand that. It's just, you know, I, I think uh, that's one thing I've been trying to work on and I'm not very good at it is really just trying to set certain times to do certain things. You know, I mean, you know, habits, they're hard to break. So sometimes, you know, making a good habit of, you know, at 5 a.m. I get into ice bucket, crazy <laughs> bastard. Um, you know, I mean, he's still trying to get me to do that. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. Anyway, so, you know, I think it's one of those things is, you know, you really got to try to, you know, set some time, you know, aside, first off for yourself, you know, because I mean, mental and physical health, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. This is one thing I, you know, tell a lot of people. It's, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how, you know, how good you're doing here. I mean, you know, life can be over at any moment. Right. So, I mean, really take care of yourself, take care of your family. Cause whenever you're gone, I mean, 
I'd hate to just be remembered as a guy that bought a lot of houses. I, right. I always tell people death taxes everybody 100%. So. That's the truth. No, it's the truth, man. It's a, it's a scary thing. And as, as you get a little older, like you start realizing how, how precious that is. You know, when people start, your age start passing away and grandparents and parents, it just really kind of kind of hits home. So mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to that time. You know, like I want to always make time for my friends and family and I want to be remembered for something more than just the guy that bought a shitload of houses. Right. You know, I want to, I want to make an impact on other people's life. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm leaving a legacy myself because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, your name's all you have. Yeah. You know, so, I I'm, love so, that. so I'm just really hoping to leave something for my little boy and in a week, my little girl. So we're, we're pretty excited about, hopefully my wife's not having a baby right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So we're, we're real, really excited about that. And I, I just think you got to be true to yourself. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about the other day, you just got to, you know, set some goals and, you know, set some high ass goals and mm-hmm. go try to get them. Sometimes you don't always get them, but hell, at least you tried, right? Exactly. Right. If you set 10 goals and you get seven of them, better than sitting, you know, setting one and not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be seven for 10 than one for one. We like to have a good time. At the end of the day, we like to have a good time. We like to laugh and joke. And that's one of the reasons why we're, you know, kind of, I really don't have the time to start this real estate class, but I mean, I have a lot of people that are already excited about it. And so I'm, I'm genuinely excited about it too, you know, teaching some people some things that I screwed up on and mm-hmm. been able to laugh and talk and, you know, grow, but have fun and, you know, help some other people create some financial wealth. I know, I'm looking forward to yep, it. Yep. Yep. No. Yep. So we got him just get started. Right. Just mm-hmm. buy one. You know, if you got to borrow the money from your mom, your, your dad, if you got to work a little bit harder, if you got to find a hard money lender, if you got to go beat on a hundred people's door to give you some money. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first got started, you know, anytime fitnesses, I don't know how many bankers told me no. Now those bankers want my bit, you know, want my business and I, I get to tell them no. Right. Yeah. So the people that believed in me, that that's still the people that I'm with, with today. So yeah. it's just important for somebody to your banker, your family, your friends, you know, they got to believe in you. Do you want to talk a little bit more about your class and kind of what you're going to teach yeah. and provide? Because I know a lot of our listeners are local to the Amarillo area. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, me and my buddy Tyler Bell, were you know, starting a class and it's basically just everything from, you know, how do I start up an LLC? You know, what contractors do I find? You know, what the hell is wholesaling? You know, how, how do I find a, a house to rehab and actually sell it and make money? You know, what, what, what kind of CPA do I need to do, you know, use? I mean, do, do, you know, do I need a certain kind of lawyer? You know, what do I, what, what is an EIN number? And, you know, just all these things that, you know, where do I find deals? You know, what, what does this mean? Didn't, you know, just, you know, everything. Like, what, what areas should I be looking at? What areas do I need to stay away from? How many houses can I buy a year? I mean, just kind of a, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of knowledge all at one time, you know, mm-hmm. for this class we're doing. But another thing we're doing is we're also providing 90 days of support afterwards because, you know, everybody's going to need help in something different. Right. You know, Kay's going to call and go, hey, you know, I've got this multifamily deal. What do you think about this? And one other person's going to get kind of hung up on, what the hell is an LLC again? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, call my lawyer. You know, here's a good CPA person or, you know, hey, how do you how do you evaluate, you know, comps? What 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 is a comp? You know, how do you? How do you know, you know, how much money to put in one? You know, how much money do you, you know, I mean, how much money can you make? Just kind of just a... Yeah, just a deep dive into everything real estate. The like, like you said, the the hard money lending. Like, hey, you know, I don't have the money to, you know, I I don't have twenty percent down. Well, we can help you with that too. You know, what about a hard money lender? Do you have any? Yeah, well, of course we do. You know, so I think it's just going to be what people don't realize is you have to have zero dollars to wholesale a house. You know, right. what is wholesaling? Well, come to my class. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's a way that a lot of young kids and a lot of people are making a lot of money with zero of their own money. Yeah. Yeah. So get out there and hustle your ass. You know, it's like if you can make, 
$10,000 off $0 into view, uh, of your own money. What kind of returns that? It's an infinite return. Infinite. You put zero damn dollars in it. <laughs> you know, so doing a few of those, you know, a year, you know, if you're an eight to five guy making $100 a day, you know, do a couple of $10,000 wholesale deals. I mean, it doesn't take long to pay for a little course. Yeah. Yeah, that, that course. I mean, you do one you do one deal after that course, it pays for the entire thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's like I talked to Tyler about it. It's like, you know, not everybody's going to be successful with this. You can only, you know, give a person all the information, what they do well, with it, it's what they do with it. <laughs> so this is something that we've noticed. Yeah. Like with, with the the whole idea for starting Go Money Grow was we always had people call us and text us and be like, hey, can you teach me how to day trade? Can you teach me how to invest in real estate? Or and even so, just like, how do you think? Like, like right. mentality about right. life in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, how do you do what you do? And so we're like, you know what? We're going to build out a community so that we can teach people. So that instead of texting every, everybody the exact sure. same thing, yeah, yeah. we'll just release all the content yeah. here. Yeah. And what we noticed is that everyone, or most people will go through and they want to be spoon-fed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of the information that we've learned and what we practice is all in that community group. But we can see like how many people have gone through the guides and actually read what we're putting out. Yeah. And very few people actually go through. So we've, we've noticed that a lot of people are a lot of talk. They're like, yeah. oh, I want to be successful. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then they're... They it's like uh, don't do anything. Do you? It's yeah. like oh really? Do yeah. you? Yeah, I mean you want. I mean, you want the benefit without doing a damn thing. Exactly. Right? And, and and that's the thing. Get off your ass and go hustle. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do that, it, it doesn't matter whether you have ten thousand or hundred thousand in your account. If if you don't want to hustle, you ain't going to make that money grow. Right. Yeah. Grow money grow. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> I mean, that's how it is. I mean, to me, it's it doesn't matter where you're from, how you started. If you will hustle your ass off, you can make it. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're willing to learn yeah. and you take the time to actually learn instead of mm-hmm. expect someone to just mm-hmm. spoon feed you the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Take the first step though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. You can give, you, you can give somebody any information. I made a post recently after I saw that like pe- people were not going through the guides and stuff that I had posted. And so I made a post and I was just like, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I've posted all the information that oh, yeah. we know up until this point that we have used to get to where we are today. Do with that information what you will. You don't want to learn, you're not going to learn. If you want to learn, you're going to find a way to learn. Oh, yeah. Right. No, I, I had probably 250 messages after we posted that class. And I, and I, I posted a quick response. You know, 200 of them didn't, didn't even answer. Yeah. Or a lot of them said, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pay that, of money. I, you know, that amount of money. I can't do it. Well, okay, well, then I give them another option. How about you pay half now, half later? Still no response. It's like, so you really don't want to learn. I'm taking away all the excuses. And you're still not doing anything with it. Well, that, that's something that I've learned, uh, I guess, last year, 2022, is I, I put a lot of money in, in investing in myself and my education. Mm-hmm. I went to some conferences. I, had, I hired coaches to, to help me. And that, the amount that I paid, like they weren't cheap, but the amount that I paid and what I gained from it is going to make me hundreds of thousands. Right. Right. So, yep. Some, some people can't get over the quick little 2,000, 2,500, 10,000, whatever it cost it to mm-hmm. do something. They're short-term thinkers. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, that's why a lot of people just won't ever be, I mean, that, that's all they'll ever be is short-term thinkers. Well, I've talked to a lot of people that are investing in or want to invest in real estate. 
and they they just they watch the HGTV stuff, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I just I want to go in, I want to be able to design this house, and then turn around and sell it and pocket fifty thousand dollars yeah. or a hundred thousand. No shit, me too. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean that that'd be the dream, but mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't always happen like that. You know, I, I tell I have a lot of people that come to me and ask me about flips. Oh, I, I think I can buy this house for a hundred thousand, and I think I can make flip it make a hundred and fifty grand. And I say, <laughs> hmm, interesting. I've never made a hundred and fifty thousand on a flip ever in my life. You know, you know, and you know, people ask, well, you know, what's the, what's kind of the common number you make? We, we average $25,000 a flip that we do out of the hundreds we've done. That's the number that it comes back to every single time. And I've had some people say, well, that's not worth my time. And I go, you must make a lot more money than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I mean, $25,000, if you do it over and over. I mean, the way I look at it, whenever I'm buying a house that needs work, I'll, I'll look at it with the two different exit strategies. Mm-hmm. If I could profit. 30,000, I would consider selling it as a flip. Sure. But if it's less than 30,000, might as well just refinance, yeah. hold it as a long-term yeah. rental. Yeah, and that's probably over the last few years, that's kind of the number I've, I've came up with. If I can make that, all depends on what, what else we're doing though. But I mean, if we can make 30,000 bucks, it's probably worth letting it go. Because just think, you know, a third of that's going to taxes right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. now, so now you're down to, you know, $22,000. So that doesn't take long. And then if you're like, well, if I can make $200 a month, if you kept that for 10 years, there's, there's that amount alone. Plus it's going to go up probably 5% per year. So mm-hmm. now you could have made 75% instead of, you know, a quick 30%. So I think it's great just to look at all the exit strategies, like you said, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if somebody want to invest in themselves, they're not going to invest in anything. It doesn't matter whether it's stock trading, doesn't matter, no matter what's real, you know, real estate, the fitness, if, if they won't pay the 45 bucks at the best gym in town, anytime fitness, Georgia, <laughs> then I mean, somebody's <laughs> not going to pay, you know, I mean, somebody's not going to use it anyway. Yeah. So take away all the excuses from people. And, and typically you'll still get mm-hmm. excuses from the people that aren't going to do it. Some of the information we have in the community, it's like, it's part of the basics of how to be successful. So it's like, what is your willingness to learn? And what is your willingness to accept change? If you are willing to give up, money is the biggest thing. Money is mm-hmm. the biggest thing yeah. that people struggle with. If you're willing to give up a certain amount of money to learn this information, then you're better off than 90% of people. And the willingness to change is... If you want to do something and change your life and start making the money that you want to make or get into this industry, you cannot keep doing the same things that you do on a day-to-day basis and expect to get there. You have to be willing to change your life yeah. dramatically in any way that the universe and God sees fit for you to achieve those goals. So you have to analyze yourself on a day-to-day basis. Am I willing to learn? Am I willing to give up this $2,500 to go to this mm-hmm. uh, real estate class to learn about it and to get this information? And then am I willing to start getting up maybe three hours earlier, g- give no. up a little bit of sleep, <laughs> <laughs> give up a little bit of sleep and uh, put this into practice in my everyday life? Am no. I willing to do that? No, and, that's true. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, you know, a lot of people expect to wake up at 730, go to an eight to five, come home, drink some beers and then freaking watch some TV and then wake up the next day and wonder why they're not rich. Yeah. Well, why didn't you wake up at six o'clock and then why didn't you skip the couple beers or have the beers and work still? It doesn't matter. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you just gotta, you know, ch- you, you gotta change something. You can't expect to hang out with the same five friends that aren't going anywhere and think you're going to go somewhere. Right, you absolutely. know, so I always, you know, I always like to say, you know, surround yourself with people that are better than you. 
I mean, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be surrounded with people that have, you know, like-minded visions. I want people talking about business. I want people talking about stocks. I want people talking about where the real estate market's going. I want people to, you know, I mean, talk about where developments are going. I want to talk to people also that have, you know, you know, have it figured out with traveling and home life and how, how they're spending their time and they're more organized than me. Like, I mean, I want to learn from those people, you know, hopefully I can learn something from them and hopefully they can learn something from, from me. But right. if you're hanging out with the same five friends, doing the same damn thing every weekend, you're not going to get anywhere. I, I think that's one of the most important mindsets that you have to have is, is you have to be teachable. It doesn't matter how much you think you know. There's always going to be someone that knows more. Yeah. I mean, I've, it, it doesn't matter who I talk to, when I talk to him. I mean, I can always take away something. I mean, sometimes when you've been doing the same thing, you're in the trenches day in and day out. And some kid that's just, you know, over there looking from the outside in goes, well, what about this? And you go, oh, well, hey, that's a good damn idea. Yeah. You know, so I mean... And I mean, and a lot of times, you know, that the social media and all the things nowadays, the, you know, the YouTube and, you know, the clouds that I don't know anything about and all these things. I mean, it's just really cool to, you know, the, these kids with, you know, learning that the technology and social media. And I mean, how, how much faster you can grow by YouTube and, you know, what is wholesaling or, you know, hey, where, where do I find a flip or, you know, how does this work? How does that work? It's, you know, social media yeah. has been great. and It's been, you know, terrible at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there, there's there's a lot of information out there. Just go get it and find it. I was yep. going to say, it's easier now than ever to learn anything that you want. So now mm -hmm. people really have no excuse. Like five, yeah. seven years ago, you didn't have the information that we have at our right. like convenience right now. So it's just like there's no excuse for people not to go out and get what they want. The fact of the matter is, is that people are lazy and they don't actually want no. change. But whenever no. they do and they put themselves in a place that they have to change, then they will. Well, I mean, just think about when our, you know, great-grandparents were in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know? I mean, it's just like, hell, they, didn't, they, they had bag phones in, in yeah. the, the 90s. I mean, you know, I mean, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have all these things to help them. And, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them were still successful. So, I mean, just think about how hard they had to work. Exactly. So, we're, we've already got a cheat code with all the shit we have, you know, available at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. So, do something with it. I mean, now with the, with the, how easy it is to get online and, like, you can make money from sitting on your computer all day yeah. like even in real estate like there's like the virtual wholesaling where yeah. you're just talking to people yeah but all all of it can be done in one spot on your computer and you don't even have to get out and go to a job for yeah. eight hours a day mm -hmm. yeah well you know that's that's pretty cool that we have that benefit that you don't have to you know work eight to five you know you can work from you know seven to one you can work midnight you can work you know all, all these different things but you can do it from the you know convenience of your own home so no excuse get your ass up yeah. Do something, you know, quit, you know, quit doing the same thing over and over every day, all day and expecting a different result. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We really appreciate you giving us your time. I mean, I know your time's super valuable, so I just want to share my gratitude to you yeah. and just coming on and speaking on this podcast. I know a lot of people will get a lot of benefit and a lot of value from it. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on and love the, love y'all's podcast, love everything y'all are trying to do and accomplishing, love watching you guys grow. So you know, anything I can do to help you guys ever, I'm always here we for you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. This is, this is where uh, building those relationships matter. <laughs> <laughs>